0: Hello, my name is Trevor Campbell, and you're listening to Media History. Today, on my very first episode, we will be talking about the Associated Press. But first, let me explain this whole thing to you, in case you didn't want to read. I get it, reading is hard. Sometimes you just see a flashy new podcast and you hit the download button and throw yourself into the ether. Well, thank you for trusting me. On Media History, I'm going to be breaking down the entire in-depth history of all the major media, at least in America, but... Possibly in the world. We'll see how far this thing goes. Today we're talking about Associated Press. Associated Press, for those who are media uninformed, is a bulletin. But it's more than a bulletin. It's a well-trusted and highly lauded bulletin. And if you've ever brought up a conspiracy theory or talked about how dogs are people, or dogs aren't people, or crystals work, or crystals don't work, you might have had one of the many, many articles that are uploaded every day from Associated Press pulled out on you as evidence that whatever you were saying is complete and utter bullshit. That aside, you probably don't know where they came from. And I'll be honest, before I started this, I didn't either. So let's just go over to their website here. According to the Associated Press dot org slash about slash our story. Our mission is to inform the world. In 1846, five New York City newspapers founded a Pony Express route through Alabama to bring the news of Mexican War north faster than the U.S. Post Office could deliver it, and the Associated Press was born. Then they have some stats here. They say they provide 2,000 stories per day, 70,000 videos per year, and 1 million photos per year. Our history. We were the first private sector organization in the U.S. to operate on a national scale. Over the past 170 years, we have been first to inform the world of many of history's most important moments, from the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, to the bombing of Pearl Harbor, to the fall of the Shah of Iran, and the death of the Pope John Paul. Today, we operate in 250 locations in 100 countries, relaying breaking news, covering war and conflict, and producing enterprise reports to tell the world's stories. Then they go on to list some of their motives and agendas and principles. Such as, we insist on the highest levels of ethics and integrity in gathering and delivering the news. Learn about the values that drive our news report. And then you can click on the link and learn about those values. Well, All of that is fine and well, but you can describe yourself however you damn well please if other people don't back you up. You might as well be lying. So let's go over to Wikipedia, the most trustworthy source on the internet, and read what they have to say about the history of the Associated Press. In the little info bracket on the right, it says it's founded on May twenty-second, 1846. That checks out with what they said on the Associated Press website. It says they've been tracking vote counts in the U.S. elections since 1848, including national, state, and local races down to legislative level in all 50 states, along with key ballot measures. The AP collects and verifies returns in every county, parish, city, and town across the U.S. and declares winners in over 5,000 contests. The AP has earned 54 Pulitzer Prizes, including 32 for to- photography, ever since the award was first established in 1917. Alright. In the history section, it says the Associated Press was formed in May 1846 by five daily newspapers in New York City to share the cost of transmitting news of the American-Mexican War. Still checks out. The venture was organized by Moses Yale Beach. That's a cool name. He's the second publisher of The Sun, and joined by the New York Herald, New York Courier, and Enquirer. The Associated Press was formed in May 1846 by five daily newspapers in New York City to share the cost of transmitting news of the Mexican-American War. The venture was organized by Moses Yale Beach, second publisher of The Sun. It was joined by the New York Herald, the New York Courier, and Enquirer, The Journal of Commerce, and the New York Evening Express. Some historians believe that the New York Tribune also joined at this time. Documents show it was a member in 1849. The New York Times became a member shortly after its founding in September 1851. Initially known as the New York Associated Press, the organization faced competition from the Western Associated Press in 1862. The Western Associated Press criticized New York Times' monopolistic news-gathering and price-setting practices. An investigation pl- completed in 1892 by Victor Lawson, editor and publisher of the Chicago Daily News, revealed that several principals of the New York Associated Press has ed- had entered into a secret agreement with United Press, a rival organization, to share New York Associated Press news and the profits of reselling it. The revelations led to a demise of the New York Associated Press, and in December 1892, the Western Associated Press was incorporated in Illinois as the Associated Press. A 1900 Illinois Supreme Court decision that the AP was a public utility and operating in restraint of trade resulted in AP's move from Chicago to New York City, where the corporation laws were more favorable to cooperatives. When the AP was founded news became a saleable commodity. The invention of the rotary press allowed the New York Tribune in the 1870s to print 18,000 papers per hour. During the Civil War and Spanish-American War, there was a new incentive to print vivid, on-the-spot reporting. Melville Stone, who had founded the Chicago Daily News in 1875, served as AP General Manager from 1893 to 1921. He embraced the standards of accuracy, impartiality, and integrity. The cooperative grew rapidly under the leadership of Kent Cooper, who built up a bureau staff in South America, Europe, and after World War II, the Middle East. He introduced the telegraph typewriter or teletypewriter into newsrooms in 1914. In 1935, AP launched the Wire Photo Network, which allowed transmission of news photographs over leased private telephone lines on the day they were taken. This gave AP a major advantage over other news media outlets. While the first network was only between New York, Chicago, and San Francisco, eventually AP had its network across the whole United States. So you can really see how AP was just becoming the news, according to this history here. Obviously, there were other news articles, local bugles and whatnot, but it says right here, when AP was founded, news became a saleable commodity, and they're pairing with the New York Times and New York Tribune and Journal of Commerce are all leading into that. Just thoughts. It says, in 1945... The Supreme Court of the United States held in Associated Press v. United States that the AP had been violating the Sherman Antitrust Act by prohibiting member newspapers from selling or providing news to non-member organizations as well as making it very difficult for non-member newspapers to join the AP. The decision facilitated the growth of its main rival United Press International headed by Hugh Bailey from 1935-1955. to 1955. AP then entered the broadcast field in 1941 when it began distributing news to radio stations. It created its own radio network in 1974. In 1994, it established APTV, a global video news gathering agency. APTV merged with Worldwide Television News in 1998 to perform APTN, which provides video information video to international broadcasters and websites. In 2004, AP moved its worldwide headquarters from its longtime home at 50 Rockefeller Plaza to a huge building at 450 West 33rd Street in Manhattan, which also houses the New York Daily News and the studios of New York's public television station, WNET. In 2019, AP had more than 240 bureaus globally. Its mission, to gather with economy and efficiency an accurate and impartial report of the news, has not changed since its founding. But digital technology has made the distribution of the AP News report an interactive endeavor between AP and its 1,400 U.S. newspaper members, as well as broadcasters, international subscribers, and online customers. The AP began diversifying its news gathering capabilities and by 2007 AP was generating only about 30% of its revenue from United States newspapers, 37% came from the global broadcast consumers, 15% from online ventures, and 18% from international newspapers and photography. The AP's multi-topic structure has resulted in web portals such as Yahoo and MSN posting its articles often relying on the ap as their first source for news coverage or breaking news items this and the constant updating evolving stories require this and the constant updating that revolving stories require has had a major impact on the ap's public image and role giving new credence to the ap's ongoing mission of having staff for covering every area of news fully and promptly the ap was also the news service used on Wii's news channel on the Nintendo Wii entertainment platform. In 2007, Google announced that it was paying to receive AP content to be displayed in Google News, though this was interrupted from late 2009 to mid-2010 due to a licensing dispute. A 2017 study by Newswhip revealed that AP content was more engaged with Facebook than content from any individual English language publisher you have a timeline here on Wikipedia pretty much describes everything I just said interesting points in 2006 AP joined YouTube in 2008 AP launched AP mobile a Apple and Android device app Let's talk more about these election polls, because that's interesting to me, especially with all the controversy surrounding elections. I don't know if you, the listener, listen to a whole lot of news, but if you do, you're listening to the correct podcast. And if you don't, you might be a little out of your league. So I'll describe a little bit of what's going on in case you've been living under a rock this entire time. Basically... A large portion of America believes that the 2020 election was very fraudulent. And an even larger portion of America believes that the people who believe this are crazy Nazis. I won't tell you how I feel about it, but I will tell you that it is kind of alarming that the AP controls polling. Let's see what they have to say about it on... Wikipedia here. The AP is the only organization that collects and verifies election results in every city and county across the United States, including races for U.S. President, the Senate, and House of Representatives, Governor, as well as other statewide offices. The only organization. It is recognized for its integrity and accuracy. The organization has collected and published presidential elections since, 19, since 1848. During the 2016 election, the AP was 100% accurate in calling the president and congressional races in every state. After declaring Joe Biden the winner of 2020 on November 7, 2020, the organization and its methodology came under close scrutiny as incumbent President Donald Trump refused to concede and claimed the election was rigged. In addition to the AP, the election was called for Biden by all major news outlets, Which is interesting because none of the other major news outlets had ever called an election before. They were seemingly just backing up AP. Which is neither here nor there. But seems a little weird to me. And the reason why I'm alarmed that the AP of all sources is the one to be running the election coverage and decision-making is an issue that, it's many-fold, so we're going to have to break this down for a second. First, let's get into AP's history during World War II. This is coming from companyhistories.com. It was under Kent Cooper in 1925 that AP grew into a gigantic international news machine. From the beginning, Cooper saw countless ways to improve the organization's methods of collecting and distributing information. One of his most important moves was his ongoing battle to free the AP from its obligations to import European news by way of news agencies there. Ironically, these were the same arrangements that had given the AP its decisive edge over the United Press years earlier. Cooper saw that the news from European agencies was often slanted in favor of the home government. He believed that the only way for the AP to receive accurate accounts of events abroad was to use its own reporters. The AP operated bureaus in Great Britain, France, and Germany in 1929, but it took until 1934 to break free of the confining arrangements completely. One of Cooper's most important domestic improvements was the development of state bureaus as the organization's primary operating units. Cooper also widened the AP's coverage to better reflect the public's changing interests, adding an afternoon sports service, financial information, and features. What, what are features? <laughs> the AP's new acceptance of human interest stories, which it had historically disdained, led to the organization's first Pulitzer Prize awarded to Craig, sorry, Kirk L. Simpson in 1922, for a series on the unknown soldier buried in Washington, D.C.'s Arlington Cemetery. In 1927, the AP started a news photo service and improved AP wire photo system, gaining approval in 1935. In 1931, the Associated Press Managing Editors Association, a group composed of editors of AP member newspapers for the purpose of reviewing the organization's work, was formed. By 1940, AP membership had grown to more than 1,400 papers. The AP began selling its news reports to radio stations in 1940, and by 1946, radio stations were allowed to become associate AP members without voting rights. Meanwhile... Another legal skirmish forced the AP to change its bylaws concerning membership. Since 1900, the AP had generally been regarded as a private association with the right to refuse membership to any outfit it did not want to admit. When the Chicago Sun, a paper launched by Marshall Field in 1941 to compete with the Tribune, sought entry into the AP Collective, it was denied membership by the publishers of the AP's member newspapers. At the Sun's urging, the matter was investigated by the Justice Department, which found the AP's exclusionary rules to be in violation of federal antitrust regulations. They were basically trying to monopolize the news through a membership program. You don't get our newspapers unless you pay us, I guess, $5 per article or something. You know, like, so... Kind of how news networks today, like you could go on to ABC and find many different articles from AP. ABC pays AP for those articles, and AP pays ABC for some of their articles. And they share news articles so that they don't need to hire as many journalists. It's beneficial for everyone. But back in the day, I guess AP was the only one that was charging other news outlets for the release of their articles. And it violated antitrust. (laughs) Expansion of broadcasting operations following World War II. Following World War II. See, I don't want to go there yet. We'll come back to this article. Because I found another article that I think is much more important. On smart news from Smithsonian... Sorry, Smithsonian Magazine, smithsonianmag.com slash smartnews, How the Associated Press Became Part of the Nazi Propaganda Machine. New Research Suggests a Backscratch Agreement that Traded Access for Control. By Aaron Blakemore on April 1st, 2016. The article reads, Journalism is all about success. To get the scoop, reporters must first get in, but some access comes with a price. And when totalitarian states hold the keys, ethical lines can and will be crossed. That's what happened when one of the world's most respected news organizations, the Associated Press, traded its editorial control for access to Nazi Germany during World War II. Philip Alterman reports on a German historian's new revelations that the Associated Press entered into a formal cooperation with the Hitler regime during the Nazi era. Harriet Scharnberg, a German historian, writes in the German academic journal Studies in Contemporary History that in return for continued access to Nazi Germany, the AP agreed not to publish any material that would weaken the regime. She claims that the AP hired four Nazi photographers, including one named Franz Roth, whose photographs were hand-selected by Hitler himself and that the AP's photo archives were used to make anti-Semitic propaganda. The issue of journalistic access was tricky throughout the Nazi era and World War II. Germany had been welcoming, had been welcoming to foreign correspondents before Hitler came into power, but in 1934 the Nazis began to expel journalists. They started with Dorothy Thompson, an influential journalist for the New York Post, in retribution for her critical writing about Hitler. By the outbreak of the war, the AP was only the only Western news agency left in Germany. That access put the AP in a powerful position. Because it was the only game in town, it could report on things no outsider could see. But in return, claims Skarnberg, the AP submitted to the Nazis' restrictive... Schriftliter Gazette. I don't know how to pronounce this, guys. Schriftliter Gazettes. Editor's Law. Within Germany, the law, Schriftliter Gazettes. I'm just gonna keep saying it. I don't. The law put all newspapers and media outlets under Nazi control it contained a clause that forbade reports that tended to weaken the strength of the german reich outwardly or inwardly or that offended the honor and dignity of germany the result writes scharnberg were images and stories that had propagandistic intentions so the ap wrote nazi propaganda they provided photos dehumanizing jews this is the same AP that claims its fundamental mission is to provide state, national, and international news, photos, graphics, broadcasts, and online services of the highest quality, reliability, and objectivity to domestic owners as economically as it can. Oh, so economically is about right. They made a lot of money killing all those Jews. I guess. Did you kill a Jew if you called a Jew a cockroach and then a man with a gun shot the Jew? Either way, this is the company that is tasked with collecting and distributing and ultimately making the decision on our polling for our president. A Nazi news article company. In a statement, this comes again from the Smithsonian. In a statement, the AP denied collusion with the Nazis during the 30s. AP News reporting in the 1930s helped to warn the world of the Nazi menace, the agency writes. The AP rejects the suggestion that it collaborated with the Nazi regime. The agency claimed it was subjected to pressure during the era and that Scharnberg's research primarily concerns a German subsidiary of AP Britain and that it lost control after the Nazis expelled all foreign news organizations in 1941. The agency also states that it has started reviewing documents and other files in its archives. Reviewing or shredding. Alterman notes that the AP has removed Roth's photos from its website. This wouldn't be the last time that the news agency would be accused of being in the pocket of otherwise accessible totalitarian regime both the AP and the AFP have been criticized for setting up news bureaus in Pyongyang, North Korea and in 2014 the AP was accused of compromising its independence by striking a deal that gives Democratic People's Republic of Korea control over its stories the AP denies these claims as well so now we're going to jump back over to companyhistories.com slash the Associated Press, where they completely skirt over World War II. They go from talking about the AP in the 1940s and how they compete with the Tribune, and they go into talking about expansion of broadcasting operations following World War II. World War II brought further break for breakthroughs in international news coverage, including the additions of transatlantic cable and radio teletype circuits, leased land circuits in Europe, and an overseas radio photo network. In 1946, the AP launched its World Service. Caps. World Service. Cooper retired in 1948. That's Ken Cooper, the guy who sold AP to the Nazis, and was succeeded as general manager by Frank J. Stardzel, who had joined AP in 1929. That's a very German name there, Frank J. Stardzel. The organization continued to grow steadily through the 50s under Sartzel. Broadcast media began playing an increasing role in news coverage in the United States, and in 54, the Associated Press Radio Television Association was formed. By 1960, the subgroup was already representing over 2,000 domestic stations. Meanwhile, the AP's newspaper count had risen to nearly 1,800. In addition, about 3,500 news outlets outside the United States were receiving AP reports. Starzl retired in 1962, and the general manager position was assumed by Wes Gallagher, who had led the AP's World War II coverage as a reporter. I wonder if he had anything to do with Nazi propaganda photos depicting Jewish people as inhuman scum deserving genocide. By 1962... The organization had a total revenue of $44 million. Although the number of domestic newspapers subscribing to AP reports was beginning to decline, broadcast members were joining at a brisk pace. Meanwhile, advancing technology was making it easier to collect and spread news faster than ever before. Use of computers was expanded to include typesetting. Wire systems were overhauled and modernized, and a direct teletype line connecting Moscow, London, and New York was installed. The AP also established a book division during 1963. You know, I've always wondered how they get these teletype lines connecting Moscow, London, and New York. Do they run it under the Atlantic Ocean? That would be an interesting thing to research, possibly for another podcast. The AP teamed with Dow Jones & Company, Inc. in 1967 to launch a new ambitious business reporting service. The AP Dow Jones Economic Report was an in-depth business newswire service transmitted to governments, corporations, and trading firms, and other interested entities in nine European, Asian, and African countries. The following year, the same team launched the AP Dow Jones Financial Wire, a teleprinter news service aimed primarily at stockbrokers in all of Europe's financial centers. By 1970, these services were being offered in 17 countries. Broadcast stations continued to join the AP in droves with a total net increase of 1,224 member stations for the 1960s as a whole. So, AP's a big deal. They started as the first news service to attempt to monopolize news. One of the very first most popular national news broadcasts and distributors in America before the 1900s. They moved on to work for the Nazis and then they teamed up with the Dow Jones Corporation. To create an economic bulletin and then in the 70s technological progress continued to improve AP service services during the 1970s one of its breakthroughs during this period was the laser photo news picture system developed jointly with researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology MIT The laser photo system allowed the AP to transmit photographs of a much higher quality than was previously possible to both print and broadcast members. Another new general manager, Keith Fuller, was named upon Gallagher's retirement in 76. The following year, three new seats, bringing the total to 21, were added to the AP Board of Directors in order to give the AP broadcast members board representation for the first time. In 77, the same MIT team that had developed laser photo broke through again with electronic darkroom, a system capable of transmitting, receiving and storing pictures in digital form. By the early 80s, newspapers were generating about half of AP's revenues as new media, particularly cable television, emerged to dilute print's role in delivering news to Americans. In 1982, the organization amended its bylaws to allow the use of its news reports by member newspapers on cable systems. The AP also began developing ways of transmitting news reports via satellite. By 84, the AP's global network included over 300 news and photo bureaus throughout the world. It was delivering reports to 1,300 daily newspapers and 5,700 broadcast stations in the United States alone. In addition, there were 8,500 subscribers in foreign countries. The AP collected revenue of $329 million in 1999. As the 90s progressed, the organization focused on ways to make more money from non-traditional sources such as the sale of photo technology and through its AP Dow Jones financial services outside the United States. By early in the decade, all of AP's photo members had the Leaf Picture Desk, a digital photo progression and transmission system, and PhotoStream, its high-speed digital photo service in place. US newspapers began to take on a more colorful look in the 90s, and the combination of leaf and photostream was a big part of this trend. The year 1995 saw the introduction of AP AdSend, a digital advertising delivery service. For a small per-use fee, advertisers could upload copy and images into an AP database, which could then be downloaded by newspapers and other users ready to print. Systems saved both time and money for advertisers and enabled wider and easier distribution of advertising messages. They're back into their propaganda distributing in 95. It took them 60 years to come full circle. (laughs) The next year the company formed a new multimedia unit which set to work creating the wire ap's public news website the wire all caps which was also featured on many member sites contained text sound and image information and was updated continuously digital technology was becoming a key part of every aspect of ap's business particularly photography in 1996 The 1996 Super Bowl was entirely shot by the AP with digital cameras it had developed in conjunction with Eastman Kodak. The AP's immense photo archive was also being digitized, allowing anyone to download a high-resolution copy from a collection of hundreds of thousands of images for a small fee, including, you, you know it, you guessed it, propaganda of Jews. This is a report from The Guardian. Revealed how Associated Press cooperated with the Nazis. German historian shows how news agency retained access in the 1930s by promising not to undermine strength of Hitler regime. Do you think it's worth it that the AP basically bowed down to the Hitler regime's wishes in order to continue reporting on Nazi Germany? The Associated. This is from the Guardian. The, the Associated Press news agency entered a formal cooperation with the Hitler regime in the thirties, supplying American newspapers with material directly produced and selected by the Nazi propaganda ministry. Archived material unearthed by a German historian was revealed. When the Nazi Party seized power in Germany in 1933, one of its first objectives was to bring into line not just the national press but the international media too. The Guardian was banned within a year, and by 1935, even bigger British-American agencies such as Keystone and Wide World Photos were forced to close their bureaus after coming under attack for employing Jewish journalists. Associated Press, which has described itself as the Marine Corps of Journalism, in parentheses, always the first in and the last out, was the only Western news agency able to stay open in Hitler's, Hitler's Germany continuing to operate until the U.S. entered the war in 1941. It thus found itself in the presumably profitable situation of being the prime channel for news reports and pictures out of the totalitarian state. In an article published in Academic Journal Studies in Contemporary History, we went over this earlier, historian Harriet Scharnberg shows that the AP was only able to retain its access by entering into a mutually beneficial two-way cooperation with the Nazi regime. They submitted to editor's law, promising not to publish any material that would weaken the Reich. The AP allowed the Nazi regime to use its photo archives for its virulently anti-Semitic propaganda literature. Pictured here is a Nazi party booklet, the cover of which says Die Feuden in USA. The Jews in the USA's used as AP photograph of New York Mayor Fiorello LaGuardia, and he's disgustingly eating some kind of Jewish dish. It's got what looks like a dead cat on the plate and some sausage. Who knows how accurate the whole picture is, but the picture of this relatively overweight mayor, Jewish mayor, shoving some kind of food into his face is undoubtedly used as a way to dehumanize him and all Jews. Here's a screenshot of one of the newspapers published by AP in Germany. Nazi Party newspaper, Volkischer Beobachter, using photographs by AP photographer. Okay, so it's just photos from AP on the, the German paper. But these photos are all pictures of Jewish people looking how you would expect refugees to look today, but in black and white, because it is the 40s. And there's a picture of a pile of dead Jews up in the top right. Really gross stuff. Franz Roth's photographs of dead bodies inside of Lviv prisons were selected upon Hitler's personal orders and distributed to the American press via AP. In a quote, Instead of printing pictures of the days-long Lviv programs with its thousands of Jewish victims, the American press was only supplied with photographs showing the victims of the Soviet police and Brute Red Army war criminals, Scharnberg told The Guardian. To that extent, it is fair to say that these pictures played their part in disguising the true character of the war led by the Germans, said the historian. Which events were made visible and which remained invisible in AP's supply of pictures followed German interests and German narrative of the war. Approached with these allegations, as we discussed earlier, the AP said in a statement that Scharnberg's report describes both individuals and their activities before and during the war that were unknown to AP. I'm sure anyone would deny these allegations. If I owned a news press that was making, what, what do we say, $346 million in the 90s, I would definitely deny any association with the Nazis. Wouldn't you? A leaked draft agreement Let me click on that link here, we'll follow that in a second showed that the AP was apparently willing to let Korean Central News Agency, KCNA, handpick one text and one photojournalist from its agitation at Propaganda Unit to work in its bureau. AP told The Guardian that it would be presumptuous to assume the draft has any significance, but declined to disclose further information. And this was in 2011, according to The Guardian here, in 2014. Washington-based website NK News alleged that top executives at AP had, in 2011, quote, agreed to distribute state-produced North Korean propaganda through the AP name. More of the same. Take a payout from a totalitarian regime. Distribute propaganda. Make bank. They've done it twice in the past, folks. Once with the Nazis. Once with North Korea. Are they doing it now? Let's follow this draft that I clicked is a PDF file AP draft agreement, December 2011. I will read this verbatim for a couple of lines here. It is three pages long. You know what? I'll just read the whole thing. It's not that bad. Strap in agreement between KCNA, that's the Korean news channel, and AP on establishment of AP Bureau in Pyongyang. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's okay. The Korean Central News Agency of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, hereinafter called the KCNA, and the Associated Press of the United States of America, hereinafter called AP, agreed as follows for the opening and operation of AP bureau in Pyongyang, hereinafter called the bureau, for the purpose of AP's regular news coverage in the DPRK. 1. AP will open its bureau in Pongyong for the news coverage in DPRK. It will be named AP Bureau in Pongyong. And its domicile is Pothongyong 1-Dong. Pothongyong District, Pyongyang. So it's just basically a city inside of a county inside of the area. Two, the bureau shall receive the purpose of the coverage and worldwide distribution of policies of the Workers' Party of Korea and the DPRK government, and the reality in the DPRK with a view to deepening the relations between KCNA and AP, promoting mutual understanding between the two peoples, and contributing to the improvement of the relations between the two countries. 3. KCNA shall nominate one text and one photojournalist and one driver, three in total, to work for AP with its agreement. One team, basically. 4. AP shall send a person concerned with Bureau about once in three months so that he or she can learn about its operation and strengthen ties with KCNA. AP shall let that person be in charge for more than one year for reasons of convenience concerning entering formalities. AP can ask the coverage of special events to be held inside the DPRK, and KCNA shall render every possible help. This is translated from Korean, so if it sounds a little bit funky, that's why. 5. KCNA shall be responsible for all the procedures inside the DPRK for the opening and operation of Bureau. 6. Bureau's activities shall include the following. 1. It will ensure monthly transmission of about 10 Korean articles on politics, economy, and culture of the DPRK, as well as interviews and about 30 related photos together with descriptions. 2. AP is entrusted with the judgment of their possible distribution and its timeline. Any correction to the contents and expression in the articles shall be made with full consultation between the two sides. The articles and photo information can be translated into English and distributed with the dateline Pyongyang AP. Full cooperation and conversation between the two sides, we're talking about North Korea here, implies that the dictator, or rather his press people, will be telling the AP, no, you can't put that in your newspaper, and you must omit this, change that, etc., etc. Three, KCNA shall render help with impossible extent as for orders for news items and photos placed by AP and its request for the collection of information. Basically, if we don't like what you reported, we will make the necessary changes and still use your name. 4. Bureau shall strictly abide by DPRK laws and regulations in its operation and news coverage. 7. AP shall receive other news items of KCNA through the Korean News Service in Tokyo, as it does now. 8. AP shall bear all the expenses for opening of bureau, including registration fee, security margin, and the cost needed for furnishing the office. The cost for operation of the Bureau, including salaries and rent, shall be set at an average of USD $12,000 per month, which is subject to change through mutual discussion depending on foreign exchange rate, coverage conditions, etc. The provision of vehicle and all the conditions needed for its running shall be borne by AP and bonus shall be grantable depended on the volume and value of information. Basically, the more propaganda you create, the more you get paid. AP shall make monthly payment by a method requested by KCNA. When differences crop up, this is number nine, when differences crop up in the course of implementing this agreement, both sides shall seek a negotiated settlement in the spirit of mutual understanding. You will do what we tell you or we'll kick you out of our country slash execute you. 10. 10. The agreement shall take effect from the date of its signing and remain valid for one year. The agreement shall be automatically extended by one year unless any of the two parties notifies the other party of its intention to abrogate the agreement in a written message three months before the expiry of its validity. Expiry of its validity. 11. Done and duplicate with korean and english on december 2011 in Pyongyang. both texts of the agreement shall be equally valid the english version shall prevail when there is a difference in understanding korean and english are vastly different languages a lot of this uh translation is kind of clunky but yeah basically in 2011 they signed up with not the nazis this time the uh North Korean dictatorship. And there you have it. Today, the AP is known for. Well, let's just check out their main website here. AP. AP. Boom. We click on about. Overview. News values and principles. We are the Associated Press. We have a long-standing role setting the industry standard for ethics in journalism. It is our job, more than ever before, to report the news accurately and honestly, unless it concerns Jews or people hiding under a dictator in North Korea. Or election results in 2020? I'm not sure. Anyways... It's been almost an hour. I don't want to take any more of your time. But consider this. This is the AP. One of the oldest, most reputable, most prevalent, most quoted, cited, and trusted news organizations in America. They are Nazi conspirators and sellouts to dictators and totalitarian regimes the world over. And if their constant emphasis on economic in their business model has anything to say, have they changed? Let's just read one of their headlining stories right now. Biden to lay out vaccine donations, urging world leaders to join. Magon Parth, England. AP. One year ago, the U.S. was the deadliest hotspot of the COVID-19 pandemic, forcing the cancellation of the Group of Seven summit it was due to host. Now, the U.S. is emerging as a model for how to successfully emerge from more than 15 months of global crisis. For President Joe Biden, who is meeting with leaders of the wealthy G7 democracies on his first overseas trip since taking office, it's a personal vindication of his pledge to turn around the U.S. virus, but also a call to action to enlist other countries in the global fight. In a speech on the eve of the summit, Biden on Thursday will unveil plans for U.S. to donate 500 million vaccine doses around the globe over the next year, on top of 80 million he has already pledged by the end of the month. U.S. officials say Biden will also include a direct request to his fellow G7 leaders to do the same. Quote, we have to end COVID-19, not just at home, which we're doing, but everywhere, Biden told American service members Wednesday on the first stop of his three-country, eight-day trip, adding that the effort requires coordinated, multilateral action. Quote, there's no wall high enough to keep us safe from this pandemic or the next biological threat we face, And there will be others, he added. So do you trust this information from the AP? They claim the U.S. has faced mounting pressure to outline its global vaccine-sharing plan, especially as inequities in supply around the world have become more pronounced and the demand for shots in the U.S. has dropped precipitously in recent weeks. The new U.S. commitment is to purchase and donate 500 million Pfizer doses for distribution through the Global COVAX Alliance to 92 lower-income countries and the African Union, bringing the first steady supply of mRNA vaccine to the countries that need it most. The U.S. is now set to be COVAX's largest vaccine donor, in addition to its single largest funder, with a $4 billion commitment. Quote, I don't anticipate contention on the issue of vaccines. I anticipate convergence, National Security Adviser Jake Sullivan told reporters on Wednesday. Quote, because we're all converging around the idea that we need to boost vaccine supply in a number of ways, sharing more of our own doses, and we'll have more to say on that, helping get more manufacturing capacity around the world. We'll have more to say on that, and of course doing what's necessary across the chain of custody when the vaccine is produced to when it gets in someone's arms in the rural developing world, and we'll have more to say on that. He has a lot more to say. Officials say a quarter of the excess vaccines will be kept in reserve for emergencies and for the U.S. to share directly with allies and partners, including South Korea, Taiwan, and Ukraine. China and Russia have shared, with varying success, their domestically produced vaccines with some needy countries, often with hidden strings attached. The U.S. produced mRNA vaccines have also proven to be effective against both the original strain and the more dangerous variants of COVID-19, more effective than the conventional vaccines produced by China and Russia. That's debatable. This isn't a vaccine podcast, though, so I'm not going to dwell on this vaccine stuff, but the point is that this is an article coming from a company that avidly supported Nazi propaganda and North Korean propaganda in this decade. 2011 is when they were doing propaganda for North Korea. So who's to say, with all the news coverage coming out, I'm sure you've heard of it and seen it, that COVID is indeed a deadly bioweapon created in China, funded by Fauci. Who's to say that if these things are true, and it's true that the AP will sell out to authoritarian regimes, that the AP is not selling out to China to distribute misinformation about vaccines that are potentially not at all vaccines, but instead booster shots for this deadly pandemic, this deadly bioweapon produced in China? If the biggest news agency in America worked for the Nazis, can any news agency in the world be trusted? That's all for today. Until next time, focus on the history.